the new season of two coin podcast it's your boy ronnie and i am the other side of the coin waleed hey man it's been it's been a little little hiatus we took but we back hey man we're using the excuse that it's a new season to make up for the fact that niggas have been gone for damn near three months (laughs) (laughs) hey no lie motherfuckers been not even that like i remember nevin was asking uh Shout out to Nevis. Stevie was like, yo, when the fuck y'all doing? Drop the next one. <laughs> and it got me thinking. We like, damn, bro, it really has been a minute. I had hella people asking me, like, hey, what happened to the podcast? I'm like, you know what? I'm just lazy. You happy? <laughs> I'm just lazy and I got shit to do. And, you know, when I come home from work and shit, I just be tired. But, you know, we back at it again. Here we go. Round two. Let's go. Hell yeah. But uh, we're going to start off rhythm and flow, bro. Bro. I'll take your word for it that that was a really good show. I didn't watch the whole thing. But uh, I sat down with you and Mark, and I watched the very last episode, and now I'm just like, fuck. I wish I would have watched the whole show, because that last episode was fire. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, there was a point when it was it was kind of a little, like, you got that sense of reality TV show corny in it. Yeah. But honestly, from the auditions all the way through, like, if you just sat through and watched it, because mm-hmm. I know um, at one point... Um, I know Mark was um he was just like man this is starting to get way too like reality TV it's too it's it's planned type thing you know oh yeah I mean? I'm sure there were some points of it that were corny as fuck but just watching these artists grow and man to this like it's so funny because I remember at the very first audition when he was there with Snoop I'm like bro that looks exactly like Sir who you talking about D Smoke yeah okay but a hey, spoiler alert for those of y'all that haven't watched the show please either fast forward or turn it off now. Because and if y'all ain't watched the show yet, y'all y'all missing. Yeah. D Smoke is Sir's older brother. But is he older or younger? He's older. Okay. Sir's the youngest. Okay. But um, yeah. So he had said like I, like I was like man, he looked mad familiar, but I didn't really think much of it. And shouts out to the show for never involving that aspect once. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Like you didn't even see Sir until the very end when he was cheering for his brother as he was doing the Last Supper song. You and know even what I mean? then, when he was up with like his whole family, like celebrating the win and shit, Sir was trying to like hide away and he wasn't really popping out. It was dope because he wanted to give his brother the shine. You know what I mean? Exactly. He doesn't want that like tag on him. That's hey, that's Sir's brother. He exactly. put him on. Exactly. 
And that's why, like, yo, for that last song, when they uh, when they got to make a song with, um, it might have been the last one or the second to last one, they got to pick, they got paired with one producer, mm-hmm. and he got paired with Soundwave. Yeah. And this is before, like, I seen Sir come on stage with it, so I'm like, bro, damn, he look like Sir, he sound like he should be on TV. Bro, I was watching that Messing episode, Soundwave. I was watching that episode, and I just started putting two and two together and just, like, started piecing the puzzle. Yeah. I'm like, wait, this nigga got braids, he look just like Sir, Soundwave is his producer, then they cut off to the scene where he was at home with his family. I'm like, bro, all these niggas look but like here's sir. The, but here's the thing. They did all that in the last episode. Yeah. In like the earlier episodes, they never really even brought attention to it. Okay. You know what I mean? Because yeah. obviously the last one, you got four people. So they like going into the four people's. Like, yeah. But still, bro, like they did a good job of not using that. Yeah. I mean, and I just kept noticing, like I saw sir at the corner of my eye every time they cut away to his family. I'm like, bro, is that sir? <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, that, that's fucking sir. That's his brother. That's his brother. Man. Yeah, bro, like that thing. It was it was crazy, man. I think it was a, it was a good idea for a show, and I think they definitely got something with that one. For sure, it's the it's the American Idol for black people. <laughs> Facts, man. Yeah. Hey, but um, Inglewood High, bro, check out that check out that project. Yeah, I, I was uh, we were just talking just now off the air, and uh, you know I didn't do my homework. Ronnie told me to listen <laughs> to it, and I'm just, I, I didn't get around to it, but. I'll take it's. I'll take your word for it that it's dope, and I'll definitely. The reason check I say that, bro, is because like with TDE having that duo. Yeah. You know what I mean, like a brother, like a brother duo, rapping and singing combo. Yeah. That's just another thing that they got in the bank now. You know. But he's not signed now. to TDE yet, though. He's not, bro. But like. I don't think he even wants to be. That's the thing. Let's get into it, bro, because, you know, like, I touched on it like a little bit earlier. Like he doesn't want that stamp of being Sir's brother. Yeah. He doesn't want to carry that with him. He wants to build a name and a career for himself. Yeah. So I don't think. From his perspective, signing to TDE would really be a good idea. But you got to think about it from TDE's perspective. Like, I could see him and Kendrick really making some. No, oh, for sure. He'd be a seamless fit. But I don't know if he wants to be on the same label and, as. But you got to also think, like, he California bred. He from there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, here's the crazy thing, too. You, uh, Sir, guess how many followers he has on Insta? It's just a trip, bro. It's like, it's not that it means nothing, but, like, he has 215K, right? Yeah. Since the release of like, uh, what do you call it? rhythm and uh, rhythm and flow and like since its finale mm-hmm. till now, bro, D- guess how much D Smoke is at? What? He's at like one point two million. For real? Bro, he already gained like he's he, he's gaining and paving his own lane already. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean he's building a career for himself. Like think about it, he could easily use the fact that Sir is his brother. That's that's a connection right there to get you into the music industry. Yeah. Easy. But I just respect the fact that he wants to do it on his own. But I'm saying at that point, now once you come with this type of following, mm-hmm. now when you join TDE, it's not off your brother's thing, it's off your own thing. Yeah. But now it's like the fact that Sir's your brother and the fact that you this talented, it's like y'all doing something that hasn't been done before. And plus, I feel like they really understand each other musically. Because I, I was watching like a, a Sir interview when his album had dropped. And by the way, if you haven't listened to uh, Chasing, Chasing Summer. Summer, please listen to that contender for album of the year, just like his last album. Yes. But that's beside the fact. Um. When he was uh, doing a, an interview, I think it was with Big Boy, and he was okay. mentioning the fact that he has like a brother who raps and he mixes for him and shit. And now it's like you find out who that brother is and you realize his talent level. And I'm like, bruh. It all makes sense. Y'all need to give us more like output. But at the same time, I could also see D Smoke signing with Dreamville. <laughs> like imagine Bro, that. Imagine that. That would be dope. That'd be a dope fit too. I, the only reason like... I don't see that. Ha- I see TD happy just because TD is all LA for the, for the most part. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Like if Dreamville wants to expand and add a West Coast artist to its oh, roster, bro. yeah, there you go, right there. 
Because think about it, like, TDE was all LA up until they signed Isaiah Rashad and shit. Yeah. Nigga from Chattanooga, Tennessee. We're just like, who is this? Turned out to be a hella talented motherfucker that fit right in. And then they started expanding and branching out and signing people from elsewhere. Granted, like, 90% of the label is still from LA. Yeah. But they're a pretty, like, they've went from just like a, like a garage level, like, label and company to, like, one of the most respected labels in all of the music. To an you know industry I mean? standard, bro. Yeah, so it's dope for sure. Yeah, but I didn't even think about that. Dreamville would be a mani-ass combo. Because mm-hmm. now it's like, imagine D-Smoke and fucking Cole. Mm-hmm. That'd be like our knockoff version of Kendrick and Cole. But we, <laughs> but we get it because that shit's <laughs> never going to come out. Or he can just go like the independent route. That, that, that's <laughs> always an option too. Easy. But obviously that's just harder to gain footing. And it's like, what are you trying to establish at that point? You know yeah. what I mean? True. If I he mean, has aspirations to have his own label and have his own thing, well, by all means, like I'm not going to stop you. Yeah. Like, you created this huge platform for it. But you know what's crazy now that I think about, it, like, how the show is done? Because, like, even with the first episode, they had Nipsey on it for, like, a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, oh, for real? Yeah. They, um, when they did the auditions, when T.I. did the auditions in L.A., yeah. he went to um, one of uh, Nipsey's, like, music schools or a place where, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was just like, yeah, show me some talent. And you know what I mean? Some kid got up and freestyle one night. But clearly that was made before the whole thing happened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm thinking this whole show easily was recorded last year. Yeah. So now it was recorded last year. The contestants have to keep they, you know what I mean? They sign it like a disclosure form. They got to keep it on the low if they lose and whatnot. Yeah. And then obviously whoever wins, they know they won for so many months ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So think about it. if you just come in with all this work prepped and ready to go. Yeah. By the time it's announced that you you like oh shit D Smoke won, and the rest of the world's getting to know now you got all this content just to flood. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? You got time to like prepare and just really like unleash basically. Imagine a year like you know today like damn a year from now, the world's gonna know about me. Yeah. Like I just won this content. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. So. And I think he's, I, th- I think he's doing, and I think he will continue to do like a good job of taking advantage of this. And it's beautiful, bro. Think about the next artist that comes out. Yeah, I mean, are are they planning on um releasing a second season too? Yeah. Okay. I think uh, it's in the works right now, but for sure. And uh, they got they have a good balance of a uh, of hosts. I'm not the biggest Cardi B fan, but you know she's there to like determine who's the next quote unquote star person. Yeah. Ti is there to evaluate the, you know. It's- intelligence not the intel i'd say like the bars and like uh like what, what's the word i'm looking for like who, you're real, like who's the real yeah who who's brings who's bringing real hip-hop and then chance is there to like really like evaluate who can make a song who can construct a song you know what i mean hey out of all of the judges though i think chance was like one of the hardest <laughs> he was just a dick to a lot of people but he kept it 100 though you know what i mean what i say when we were watching it though i'm like you know what the show needs they need a a Simon Cowell, like how American, yeah. I, they, they got to have that one guy that's just an asshole and keeping it real. I don't know if Chance is the guy to do that. You know what I mean? Like Chance, is, he's, a, he's a nice guy and he's like a media <laughs> darling, but I don't know if he can really pull that off. They got to leave that to T.I., I think. Nah, big facts. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm tripping. Like we talk about Guap Dad. I don't know how the fuck we came all the way here. We never even really talked about the album. Well, we started talking about Guap Dad. On the first take where we fucked up and then we had to go back and re-record. <laughs> but now that we're on the topic, we can go and talk about Guap Dad. That's true. Anyways. Um, and for those of you who are not from the Bay, you'll know Guap Dad soon enough. Big facts, man. Big facts. Yo, like, real, well, man, out of this whole project, bro, those three, that three-song trio, that's been on replay 
over and over again. Explain to the people what the three song trio is you're talking it's about. It's literally stuck with it with Tory Lanez. First things first with G Easy and Gucci Pajamas yep, tra- with Charlie two, Wilson and, yeah. and Chance, bro. Yeah. I mean, bro, like I was saying, um, Guap Dad, like I think most people heard of him f- first when they saw his name all over the Dreamville track list. Yeah. And then. I mean, it's kind of hard, like, when you're listening to it, because they had so many artists on every song. It's kind of hard to point out who's who. But, like, Guap Dad was killing, like, really, like, a lot of the hooks. Like, he's really, he knows how to make a hook. And after I heard him on the, was he on the Costa Rica hook, or what hook was he on? What, the, the singles that got released first? It might have been the Costa Rica. Let me double check. But either way, like, he's really good at making hooks. And that Dreamville shit really put him on the map. And I don't know, man. When I first heard about his name... When I first saw his name, I thought he was just going to be, like, another tattooed-faced mumble rapper. Boy, was I wrong. Oh, no. Hey, he was on Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo, yeah. yeah no, no, he was on another one. Like, he was he was singing the hook to, like, one of the songs that they released as a single before the album dropped, if I'm not mistaken. It, it might be Costa Rica. I got fans in Costa Rica. I yeah. I, I think it was Costa Rica. But either way. Hey, check uh, for those of you listening that haven't listened to uh, or heard of Guap Dad Four Thousand, just check out the album Dior Deposits. It's a fucking slapper, man. And honestly, off that album too brings us to the other thing we want to talk about: his chemistry with Tory Lanez on that. Yeah, for sure. Like hell yeah, they they were able to create. I mean, obviously that like I was saying, those three tracks together was its own vibe. Yeah, but like that single like stuck with it like that in itself. Like him and Tory actually came with something. Like I wouldn't mind seeing more collabs. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the same time too, Tory's one of those artists that's like he can create chemistry with a lot of other artists. Like he can fit Facts. seamlessly in a lot of songs just because he's so versatile. And it's yeah. almost like a knock on him that he's so versatile because people say that he's copying styles from other people. It's just like nah, he could just do it all. He can bar you to death. He can sing. He can fucking uh, do all the little turn up shit that you hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like he's he really is multi talented. Big range, man. Yeah. Big range of uh, uh, what do you call it? types of songs that he can do. Oh yeah. And speaking of new songs, like bruh, I swear, like honestly, before this uh, before this project, like I wasn't not that I wasn't too big on Tory Lanez. It's just I never really like listened to him like that. Mm-hmm. But like I would hear obviously whatever I heard was like damn, and I. To this day, his Five Fingers of Death is like one of my favorite Five oh, Fingers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And but, his uh, and his Funk Flex freestyle too. Yes, bro. Yeah. Like, like so, the it, man can spit. Like you have bars, hands down. Yeah. It's just, bro, for some like you and KD put me onto this. Like come back. Even even Mark was like, bro, I need you need to get into this Chick State series or whatnot. Yeah. Yo, like, bro, I've been excited. That Jerry Sprunger song, bro. <laughs> bro, bro, this nigga is sampling songs from like the. What was early two like? thousands, early to mid two thousands, and like he's having the features, like on it. yeah, on on their own songs that he's sampling, which is like a super dope concept, man. Bruh, and to be able to get people to be down to do that, that yeah. just lets you know how much talent you got in yeah. this industry. You know what I mean? Yep. So like, Chicks Tape Five is like sampled from the two thousands. Chicks Tape Four was like sampled from the nineties to the two thousands, and then so on and so forth like each album uh, each uh, chicks tape series follows a timeline okay i think like a roughly five to ten year timeline of tracks that he just samples from and just raps over it's dope okay so chicks tapes five is from 2000 to 2005 2000 to 2005 yeah that's chicks tape chicks tape five damn okay yo because i remember uh because it was like right around the time when i started like getting into like probably like a couple weeks ago or whatnot Mm. i was seeing like this article talking about fans going crazy over the chicks tape shit and they're like, yeah, he would just post some random stuff, and then 
all his fans all through it be like, bro, nobody gives a fuck about this. Like, where's the chicks tape set? It's kind of like Ronnie 2K when he would uh, put something you know, about a 2K update. Everyone's like, bro, get off of Twitter and start working on your game. Yeah. So I was like, man, people ain't really like that. So I just went on his profile, put a, looked up his latest shit, literally. Where the fuck's the mixtape, bro? We wait forever. Yeah. Chicks tape, chicks. Like, bro, I'm like, <laughs> damn. It was hella funny. I was on Twitter today. He's like, chicks tape five drops tonight. First comment under, drop chicks tape six. That <laughs> 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 They'd be on his ass about that. But that's what I'm saying, bro. Like this, like an album like this, like or a mixtape like this, it takes time to make because think about all the samples he has to clear, and think about the samples that were used on the samples that, that he's rapping up. Yeah. Like people don't understand how long of a process that is for a musician. At all, man. People just expect it just to happen. Like yeah, boom. like he might have had the songs done a minute ago. It's just what was holding him back was clearing the samples. You know what I mean? So you just got to give it time if you really want the quality product. And it's would this be considered a tape or an album? Because the fact is going on Apple Music. No, nah, it's a, it's a mixtape. It's, it's it's a mixtape. Mix yeah, it's still a mixtape. But the clearing is just so that we can go on Apple Music. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Like to me, this is one of the best uh, like mixtape series of this generation. When I say this generation, I mean like 2013 to to now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. The, like of the past six years, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Nah, I feel it. I feel it. Yeah, man, it's a, like, it's a good, like, we say this all the time, bro, like, we're in, like, the prime, the pulse of, like, good music coming back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not even coming back, it's here. It's, like, al- it's always been here. It's just, I mean, with hip-hop especially, it's just went on a little break, like, in the mid-2000s, I'd say, is when it really, like, was at its, not downfall, but it was at, like, its lowest point. That's when everybody was saying hip-hop was dead and whatnot. And, I mean, that's understandable, but ever since then, boy, has it, like, revived. Booming. Like a motherfucker, man. Man, I think so it all started in like 09. 09? Oh, like 09, because that's when the Coles and the Kendricks and the Drakes and the Wale the whole and the Big Sean. Yeah. yeah, so that's when they all started blowing up. And now those guys are fucking veterans. They're like almost like OGs in the game at this point. Like, Yeah, bro. I mean, that's, that's it's crazy, man. It's like the same thing even with like hoops and stuff too. Yeah. All the people that we grew up watching that as rookies. It's all OGs now, or they retired, or they ain't even in the league. Yeah, no and it's more. like not even that. All the players that I was watching, like growing up, are now like retired. Yeah, or bro. like they're doing studio analysts. Like you know how crazy it is for me to watch Chauncey Billups or Paul Pierce Facts. in a suit talking about Facts, basketball, bro. Like bro. literally sitting there, you you just peeping at T uh, Mac is just kicking it there. You know what I mean? They just chilling. Yeah, and you know what was even the weirder one when D Wade joined the crew on uh. Like one of the first opening so opening is, nights. So is D Wade gonna be like on the on the panel with like Chuck and Shaq and Ernie, or is he gonna have like his own thing like they did with KG? Probably at first he's gonna be on the panel with them and then branch off into his own. You gotta okay. start somewhere, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel it. Even KG having his own show, bro. That's that that looks like yeah, a trip yeah. to me, man. That shit is crazy, man. And then we literally sitting here talking about LeBron. In his seventeenth year, it's yeah, <laughs> like bro. one of three people from his draft. LeBron used to get buckets on all these niggas' heads, <laughs> and he's still, still dominating. Still getting buckets. Man. That, shit, that shit is crazy, man. You know, Paul Pierce is turning in his fucking sleep. Yeah, he, man, he wanted to be better than him so bad. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is hella funny, man. But nah, hey, to go back to uh, upcoming albums, bro. Uh, Dave East. Survival. Well, I mean, it already dropped. Or, I mean, technically, no. out, out albums <laughs> out now. Yeah, like yeah. latest drops, my bad. But yeah, man, I fuck with Dave East, bro. I mean, I've, every rapper has his flaws. I feel like the biggest knock against Dave East is like um, his fans praise him for like his his bar spitting ability and his lyricism. But like, if you really listen to him, he's not saying anything that deep. You know what I mean? He's he's, he's a good spitter, 
but like his lyrics aren't that like deep that's the biggest thing people say like he's an overrated lyricist or like um he's too one-dimensional but honestly i fuck with him because he's like so authentically like new york and I feel like New York needs somebody like that right now. Ex- Bruh, honestly, I was thinking like he's more like he's like that perfect blend between old and new. Yeah. Because he's like that old soul walking through the new generation. You know what I mean? Yeah. But as far as like to go off of like the whole one dimensional, I see what you're saying. But I think to some people, they probably just hear his voice as a monotone. Yeah, that's the but thing. I don't know. I like when I hear him spit, it's just one of those like it's not like an everyday person talking. You know what I mean? Yeah. It feels like a narrator. No, his, his flows are tight. He's good at he's 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 a good like he's good at putting words together and making shit fit, but like the substance of what he's saying is is, is sometimes surface level. I will say that. But I think at this times, album at this, times yeah this project to me is his best one for sure, because I feel like because Davies like two or three years ago like even up until this project he would just like start putting albums out like within like a six or seven month time Period, span. And obviously yeah. I'm just spitballing, but like he wouldn't even really wait a year before he dropped his next shit. And it, it, it would come and go, you know what I mean? It would be yeah. cool for what it was, it would come and go, but it didn't have much replay value. I think with this one, he really, like, focused on making, like, good structured songs. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. And, like, he really sequenced the album really well. I mean, bro, he was even talking about it, I think, on, um, I think it was Big Boy. And he was saying, like, pretty much he want like, the time that he was trying to put into this project. Because this, this is his debut album, you know what I mean? Yeah. So... You could go that route of like, yeah, it's easy to just come up with a bunch of tracks. Like you were saying, what he was probably doing with his old tracks. I mean, yeah, because you put me onto him a while back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, as far as, like, his older projects, yeah, I know of it. But, you know what I mean? I only listened to that one with, uh, what's that one with Keisha on it? Uh, uh, Kyrie. Kyrie, his Kyrie. daughter. Yeah. No, no, that wasn't. No, that was. Uh, Kyrie was the second one, right? The one after that? No, no, he dropped. He had, uh, he had an album called Kyrie. That was the first one I heard from him. And then it was Kyrie 2. The, the Kyrie 2 was, I think, his third album. The album that had the song that you're talking about, it was his second album. I cannot think of it off the top of my head, but we'll come back to it. <laughs> yeah, nah, so, um, nah, I say that to say, like, it's cool to see, like, he actually tried to touch on everything on this one. He actually focused on a theme, and as, as far as, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, even so, with the intro, like, he came out smoking in the intro, like, with the DJ premiere and, like, the fucking... The DJ scratches on it was so like authentically New York. Back yeah, to that. Like, yeah, he's New York as fuck. And that, hey, and that's why that's why we fuck with him, man. Because if you think about it, like New York, you can you can name like a, a bunch of really good rappers that are representing New York, but for the most part, I don't think it's really well represented right now. Like you got Joey Badass, he's at the forefront. Yeah. You got uh, ASAP Rocky, but then even with ASAP Rocky, like the biggest knock against him was like he he doesn't sound like he's from New York. He sounds like he's from Houston. You know what I mean? So you got him, you got Young M.A., you got uh, Dave East. I mean, in terms of, like, young rappers that are, like, just getting their career off the ground type of shit. You got Casanova coming up Casanova's now. dope. But you know what I mean? Like, where does it go from there? You know what I mean? That's only, like, a handful of rappers that you can really name. Yeah, that's And none like, of them are really, like, what you would classify as, like, elite. You know what I mean? To an extent. Joey Badass to me is probably the closest one. When I say elite, I'm talking about like Cole, Kendrick, Kendrick, Drake, Sean. You know what I mean? Yeah, that next like, that superstar level. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like, I mean, he still got time. But I would have thought Joey Badass would have got there by now. Yeah, I mean, 
That's true. I don't know what the story is behind Joey Badass. Because I'm not uh, not even to say that he slept on or that, but it's like, and I don't even want to say that he's not putting in work because his music's always been on point. Yeah. But for some reason, it's like he hasn't got to that level yet. And I thought after America, like America with uh, the 3Ks mm-hmm. and um, had Land of the Free on it. I thought that album would have taken him there, you know what I mean? Because that yeah. had a lot of like household songs that people could play. Joey Badass isn't independent, is he? I don't think. I feel so. like I feel like I should know this, and I feel like a dumbass for not knowing it. I don't think so, bro. But no, nah, I, I feel what you're saying. That album should have. I feel like that album didn't do what he expected it to do. He's he signed a cinematic. Oh, okay. I mean, that's see, that's probably why. Didn't Joey Badass turn down a an offer from from The Rock early in his career? He could have been signed to Jay Z, but he turned that down. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's I, crazy. I remember reading about that. I think that move kind of just like hurt him a little bit. I don't know why he wouldn't though. Like he would have been perfect. I don't know why career. he wouldn't either. Because I wouldn't even say like he would fit. I mean, I think he probably regret, regrets that at this point. Easy, but I'm trying to think like now with between um, what's it called? Dreamville and TDE. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really see him on either, but more so on Dreamville. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but like if gotta, I had to pick, I'd pick Dreamville, but it's like. Yeah, but then uh, you got to think of it, though. Like, I feel like Joey Badass, he's like J. Cole as his peer. He doesn't want to be signed to that nigga. He's, he's Kendrick, like, well, even though Kendrick doesn't head uh, TDE, but you, you get what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. he doesn't want to be like, he wants to do his own thing. Cause he did come out at the same around the same time they did. Yeah. Only difference is that he was our age. Yeah. And and they were our age now. Exactly. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. It's a trip. Like. I mean, I mean, granted, like if you're like an up and coming teenage rapper, you're gonna make some like mistakes early on in your career that you probably shouldn't have made. I wouldn't even call like not signing to the Rock a mistake, but it was probably something that he should have done in hindsight. Yeah, I mean, you never know what what the offer was though that he got. That's true. Yeah, we don't know the details of it. We're like, oh, Jay Z, you didn't sign Jay Z. You're <laughs> stupid. You're from New York. <laughs> yeah, we don't even know all that. I swear, we're like fans. Like as consumers, we're so dumb sometimes. Like, like we, we like the way we see things is so just like one sided. W- yeah, one sided. It's just like, how does it benefit me? <laughs> it should be my way. <laughs> Any other way, no. <laughs> but hey, segueing off of um career trajectories we can get into this whole kodak shit since it's current events yeah um three years 10 months in prison for lying about his record for trying to buy six pistols on two separate occasions one of the guns was later quote unquote found this is all alleged at the site of the pompano beach shooting in march that's crazy isn't he from pompano beach yeah florida yeah man it's it's unfortunate but i can't say i'm surprised like, Three. Kodak's, Kodak's entire career, he's been in and out of jail. He's been uh, moving like a fucking, like, juvenile delinquent. And I don't know, like, the, the judge was, was scolding him during the case. <laughs> he was like, bro, you've been doing stupid shit since you were 15. Like, you gotta, at some point, you gotta learn your lesson. You know what I mean? Yeah. But even then, I don't I don't really think he will. Like, I don't wish prison on nobody, but, like, bro, like, you know what you, like, he, he in that life, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's... And uh, me and Katie actually had a long conversation about this the other day. And it's like, Kodak is, uh, and, and 
forgive me, KD, because I'm about to use your whole soliloquy here. <laughs> I'm about to just plagiarize. But uh, <laughs> the whole thing with Kodak is that he's like a product of his environment. Yeah. Right? So, like, you can't really control that. Like, when he first came up, he was a fucking teenager, man. Like, you pull a teenager directly out of his environment in the hood, you give him money, and you just expect him to mature out of nowhere. Big face. No, it, it's not going to happen, bro. Like, you give him money, you're just going to act more reckless, you know? And, like, he grew up, he's probably seen a lot of shit, he's probably done a lot of shit, he's probably been involved in so much, like, like so much shit, hood yeah. shit and fuck shit. It's just, like, he's not going to just automatically snap out of it, especially, like, if he's, like, going from, like, a, like, a little ghetto boy, like, 17 years old from Florida to now he's, like, a multi-million dollar or whatever it is artist, and he's only, like, 22 now. You know what I mean? Yeah, Think yeah. about all the development that you've gone through from 17 to 22. Big facts. And Big it's, like, facts. bro, like... The amount of shit I had to learn, the amount of times I had to grow, the amount of times. And it's just like, I didn't even come from that environment, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. ten times harder when you come from that environment, and then you couple it with the money and the fame and all the shit that comes with it. I'm not I trying mean, to make any excuses for him. But, but not even that, not big facts, because it's like, you got to also think, while he was brought out that situation and gave him that money, everybody around him, motherfuckers that he knows, trust, this and that, they don't got that money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like the cool thing to do so now is So it's like he, you got to put on for your people. You got to, and the next thing you know, it's just like y'all weren't trained on how to handle this money. And it's like the cool thing, the cool thing now for people to do is just to bash Kodak. Oh, he's a rapist. If you support him, uh, you condone fucking uh, violence against, I mean, you well, know this what? this way, man, me personally, I never really had anything against Kodak and I actually fucked with a lot of his music. The only thing that ever rubbed me the, the wrong shit. way. Yep. Exactly. That, that was me? not cool. That and after cool. that, it, it was kind of like, I'm like, I was kind of cool off listening to Kodak and all that. I mean, bro, I'm not going to lie. Kodak is, is very talented. Like, and he it's is. unfortunate that he's in the position that he is because he's a really good artist. But I just wish he would move smarter, man. I don't think he has any OGs in his circle to really tell him how to move the right way. Yeah. And I hope I hope this, like, whatever it is, four-year prison bid or whatever. I hope, I hope, yeah, I hope he takes notes from Gucci. You know what I mean? See how Gucci went in when he was, when he was, uh, did his bid and how he came out. Oh, this two, compl- two completely different people. Nah, that was Boosie that was in for six years. Gucci was in for some time. I can't say off the top of my head because I don't know. But I don't know. Like I feel like their stories are kind of similar. Yeah. They're both like menace to societies. And then <laughs> or he came Gucci out. at least was. And then he came out. Brand new man, you know. Whole new perspective on life. But who knows, man. I just like to give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Nah, facts. I mean... Hey, on the other side of a career trajectory. On the other side of the coin. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, he said it. <laughs> that is, that, that is, is, but not. <laughs> is Drake's career over? Bro, Drake is done for, man. He's about to fall off. He's washed. He's done. He got booed. Nobody's fucking with first. him. first. Yeah, boo, Drake. He got booed. A bunch <laughs> of white kids booed him. He's done for out here. <laughs> the fuck out of here, man. But um, I'm not going to sit here and lie and act like that wasn't surprising. Seeing fucking Drake of all people getting booed off stage, like his facial expression said it all. He's like, "Are you, are you gonna get serious? I'm Drake." Like, how dare you? Boo <laughs> no, but like facts though. Like, he's I'm get- not gonna lie though. To a certain extent, watching Drake get booed off, Loki reminded me of when uh, it's like you know, like the Warriors losing. It's like you're on top for so long. Like. <laughs> this brings me so much satisfaction, <laughs> bro. Speaking of Warriors, niggas was on Draymond Green's ass last night. They got they got blown out by the Lakers. Oh yeah. Curry was injured. Clay was injured. You know the whole team is not fucking what it used to be. Bro. 
D'Angelo. Draymond was out there just breaking shot after shot after, and it's like, bro, this nigga is trash without like his his all star teammates with him. Man, but that's a whole that's a whole different story, man. Yeah, bro, Draymond. We're going to give it some time. We're going to give it some time. I'm going to let the Warriors figure it out. They should, honestly, the big three, stop having them play. You know what I mean? At least do the whole, quote-unquote, load management, saving for next season. Figure out which one of your youngins that you're going to fuck with. Yeah. And boost D'Angelo's trade value and get something in return. And he has he has he he did come off an injury for, like, he was out for, like, two weeks, you know, to you know start the man? season. So you can't expect him. I don't know what niggas expect from Draymond. Come out and drop 30 and 12 and just lead the Warriors <laughs> from a scoring perspective on his back. I don't know. Like he's a defensive player. Defensive-minded player. But we're going to get the basketball later. Back to Drake. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Drake going to be I Honestly, it, it, was, it was just like a funny situation. The fans is out of pocket as fuck. But at the end of the day, like, that's what you get for, you know what I mean, creating something in your head. <laughs> <laughs> Frank's coming. <laughs> and you get Drake. Yeah. That's the thing, man. It's like, if you're Tyler and you do like a whole, like, you release the whole lineup of the festival, and then you leave a question mark for like a surprise guess. All the odd future fanboys, you gotta automatically assume it's Frank, because you and Frank have a relationship, and he wasn't on the lineup, and he was odd future affiliated. Everybody thinks it's Frank, so when it's not Frank and it's Drake, the odd future fan base just gets disappointed. You know what I mean? And then that happens. But I don't know. He didn't deserve it. I don't think. Yeah, I mean. No, like he was like if y'all would have just shut the fuck up, he would have gave you a really good performance. Honestly, like they they missed out. Um, yeah, I mean, but then again, do they even care that they missed out? Probably, uh, no, they don't. They don't because they're not listening to Drake. <laughs> bro, and even Tyler tweeted, he was like, "Bro, y'all y'all booed, feel no ways." Like, bro, if I'm at like a festival and I hear "Feel No Ways" and I'm just like faded, like I am singing at the top of my lungs. <laughs> but I don't know, man. You think you think it uh it humbled him? To a certain extent, bro, like Twitter, Twitter was just going crazy off that. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Drake needs to be humbled. I think he's already been humbled. Pusha T already did that. No, I'm saying as far as like everybody doesn't want to listen to you, bro. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, but I think he knows that though already. But it's like, what bigger way to tell you that you're fucking Drake and you get booed off stage? Yeah, like, but hey, if if we're being honest though, he handled that really well. He, bro, he could have cussed that crowd out. Yeah, he handled that really, really well. Like, love. Professional, yeah. Just yeah. love. I'm out. My name is Drake. Peace. Thank you for having me. And it was just fucked up, too, because he, he went out of his way to come to that festival. He did it as, like, a favor for Tyler. Tyler asked him to come through as a surprise guest. He dropped everything, went out of his way, and got there. And oh, it's he's, like they, he's never doing camp. They weren't fucking now. with him, yeah. Never. He's. I mean, I, honestly, that's not a festival I would go to. Like, the lineup looked insane. It looked crazy. And I'm a big fan of Tyler, but I don't see myself amongst that crowd. Is that crowd really that weird? I mean, the Odd Future crowd? I don't really know too much about him. I mean, it is a big festival, so it's probably not all Odd Future crowd, to be fair. Yeah. But I'd say a good majority of it is the weird-ass white boy skater dude that's just doing a whole bunch of fuck shit. You know what I mean? You know know what their fan base is. You know, like... I can listen to their music. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to say. I'm not trying to say that everybody who went to the festival was falls that, under that category. But that's just yeah. But yeah, that's what it, every artist got a typical. You know what I mean? Yeah. Demographic of who. Fucks that, that, with that's not. That's not the first festival I'm running to. Like yeah, I'd no. go to. I'd go to Coachella. I'd go to fucking uh, Rolling Loud, 
and I'd go to Day in Vegas. I'm mad I didn't go to Day in Vegas this year. Right, See, that I, bro, I don't even be known about these festivals like that. Bro, Day in Vegas uh, was, I think it was last weekend. No, two weeks ago. Okay. I seen hella people was out there. Their headliners for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday yeah. were uh, J. Cole, Travis Scott, and Kendrick. <laughs> Yo, what? They had like fucking, they had everybody there. If you just look at the lineup right now, it was insane. Like, This is their first year doing it? No, they've done they've done Day in Vegas before. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, they had like everybody from like the baby, the little Uzi Vert, the fucking every. I mean, bruh, it's it's crazy. Yo, so I mean, I I, I always be thinking these festivals are all EDM festivals, man. Then they had one take J twenty one six lakh. No, they have hella hip hop festivals. A Boogie, Absol, Asia, Boss, Blueface, Boogie, Brockhampton, Cause. Uh, the baby Denzel Curry, damn bro, yeah they had a, they had a lot of motherfuckers on. Oh there. yeah, I mean well granted, uh, <coughs> Travis Scott ended up not showing up, but then uh they made up for it with like a handful of artists to headline in this place. What but, happened with Travis? I I don't know why he didn't show up. I couldn't tell you, but uh he ended up not going to Dane Vegas, and the artists that they they got to replace him were fire. Okay okay, now nah, that's a good. Hey, I mean man, missing out the perform, you might he might have had something big then. Oh, yeah. To miss out on a performance? Yeah, he probably had some personal shit going on. I don't know. But anyways, last thing about career trajectories. What's up? The Game, Born to Rap. Oh, yeah. Last album. Oh, yeah. Is he done? I don't think he's done. Publicity stunt? It's not a publicity stunt. It's a rollout. <coughs> game is always... Uh, game has been known for doing like uh, unorthodox rollouts, if you will. You know Facts. what I mean? Game does a lot of... I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna keep it blunt. He does a lot of goofy fuck shit. <laughs> he does a lot of goofy fuck shit. Like the whole the whole beef with Meek Mills, it was kind of goofy. He gave us some bars, but it was all over nothing, and it was to roll out an album. Stitches. And yeah, the the best rollout he had. Yeah, Stitches. Uh, the shit that he had, he got into with Stitches on IG and everything. But at the end of the day, Stitches kind of brought that on himself, and it was just kind of like perfect timing. He did, but Game didn't need to go back and forth with this nigga on IG. Perfect timing. He literally like gave him a career. He, that didn't need to happen. But <laughs> I think the last, the only the only rollout that Game had that I can remember that didn't involve doing some fuck shit was for the documentary too. Yeah, nah, because he really went into his bag for that. That one. rollout was was crazy because. But like, you have to think though, he didn't really have to do a rollout for that. He didn't. Just, just the like document, the title the itself, alone. documentary too, and he put in the work to have it be called that title. But like the rollout was all singles. Like he dropped a, a single with Drake as the, as the first single off the album. He was just in the studio with everybody. Bro, that was a classic. It. It, it's classic album. Classic. Like he has three classic albums on his doc. Yeah. And yeah. if you want to, you 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 could argue about a, a fourth somewhere in there. Exactly. But he has one of the most slept on discographies ever. Bro, hey, honestly, another like. I'd say a lot of his albums, except except for uh, Year the Wolf and LAX is up for debate and 1992 is up for debate. Mm. All of them have been classics. Think about uh, the Red Album. I wouldn't call Red Album a classic. What about Jesus Peace? I wouldn't call that a classic either. Bro, that had some hits. It did, it did, but I don't, I don't know if I'd call it a classic. A game classic, yeah. We yeah, talking I mean, about like hip-hop yeah. classic? I'm talking about like yeah, like a classic in the genre. Yeah, you know what I mean. One, two. Hey, Born to Rap got a chance, bro. Like I liked what I seen with yeah, him yeah. in AP. Yeah, but he has been doing a lot of fuck shit to roll out the album. That's my only problem with Game. 
Um, I mean, what other fuck shit has he done for this one? Well, like, uh, I think it was a few months ago when, like, he first announced the album. He was on record, like, talking about all these women that he fucked in the past. Like, oh, I, I fucked Kim Kardashian back then. He, he reignited the beef with Joe Budden, talking about he fucked Joe Budden's uh, girlfriend at the time and all that. And I'm just <laughs> like, bro, you, you do not have to do this. Like, you don't. Hey, maybe it ain't even a rollout. Maybe this is what he likes to do. I mean, that is it a coincidence that it happened literally days after he announced the album and announced the first single? Yeah, but I mean, it, it, yeah, no, I hear what you're saying, bro. It's just I'll be also looking at it like, bro, game just be doing dumb shit just to, cause he be out out, out of pure boredom sometimes. I mean, yeah, you, cause, cause if you could think about it, he be doing something like that, and then it's just like, bro, look at him, he's doing something for publicity. Yeah, I mean, I mean to be honest though, but that's the thing, the reason why. And we, we we both agree he's underrated, but the reason why he's so underrated because of his antics is because the antics like overshadow his ability as a rapper. You know Facts. what I mean? Facts. To me, he's one of the best rappers ever. Like he's one of my favorite rappers ever. But a lot of people wouldn't see that. But yeah, and it, it just makes me mad. It's like you don't have to do that, bro. If you would just stick to rapping and stick to just that, like rapping and your kids and whatever, you don't have to be on like IG doing a whole bunch of fuck shit, man. You don't. You don't, you don't got to be out here moving like a, 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 a teenage gang member. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah. Man. That's just where I stand with game. But if you're asking me the question of, do I think it's going to be his last album now? I think it's part of a rollout. Um, and it makes sense that why he would say because it's his 10th album. So it makes it easier for people to believe that it's going to be his last album. But I don't think it will be. I mean, I don't even think he's done with hip-hop. You know what I mean? Because, like, I look... I look at him like I look at uh, Vince Carter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's gonna have a long, healthy career. He can he can put up buckets. He can do what he got to do. He's gonna have that longevity because, based off his, especially based off this song, it's not like he needs to slow down with rapping. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he can still put quality out there. He could, but he doesn't have to put as much. You know, but I feel like I forgot who who mentioned this, but I feel like um. Rappers retiring is becoming more like, is becoming more common nowadays. Because I feel like there's other outlets now like social media and like podcasting and like radio and things like that. Um, there's more outlets for, for rappers that are aging. For revenue? Yeah, to, to like make money in other areas. That's big facts, especially t- like the TV movie industry is like the perfect outlet for vets. Yeah. For like vets, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like rappers are never going to come out and like say I'm going to retire with the exception of a select few, they just do it. Like 50 Cent. 50 Cent's retired, basically. <laughs> but he never came out and said it. I mean, he, he ain't really... Like, he'll, he'll still drop singles and stuff, but it gives him that option because he never came out and said, Yo, yeah, I'm but done. music is just probably just something he does that is, like, for fun. Yeah. That's, like, his side-side hustle. <laughs> like, he has so much other shit going on that he didn't have to worry about that. Big facts. But, yeah, I'm juiced for it, man. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the game's album. Hey, uh, out of the entire thing, obviously we know that Nipsey song. We don't even got to talk about that one. Mm-hmm. But what other collabs are you looking for? And did you expect an Anderson Pac one? I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Did he drop a track list already? I don't think so. Not yet. I need another Kendrick feature. <laughs> like the the last time him and Kendrick did a feature was off the documentary too, and that shit was fire. And then what was the what was the one before that? Off one of the older albums, him and him and Game. Oh yeah, that was early Kendrick though. Yeah, I I, I forgot what the song is off the top of my head. But um, I feel like I'm saying that all podcasts. I don't know what it is off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> like nigga, do your homework. Nah, but yeah. fuck um, the city. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. So I think obviously him him and Kendrick would be a good uh would be a good duo. A Dave East game. Yep, Dave East game's fire. East and West. The Nipsey one is the one I'm looking forward to the most though, for sure. I'm trying to think like wh- I feel like him and Snoop need a song together. Yeah. They, they do. They probably do already, but you know what I mean? Like on this I, I wouldn't be surprised if he has him as a feature on there. If he has like a Dr. Dre feature on there too. And yo, what would be craziest of all? Fifty. That's not gonna. Yeah. Nah, what if it dope, does? What if it does? What if he just hits us with a surprise fifty feature, out of nowhere? Not, it doesn't even have to be fifty. What if it's just like a, like a Lloyd Banks? That'd be a close second, bro. I That'd need be... I need Game and Lloyd Banks to hop on a track together again, bro. But imagine him and fifty, bro. Fifty, fifty spitting the hook just for old times' sake. Like, man. <sighs> That'd be fire. We know it's never going to happen. But it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But nah, what I was saying uh, would be Manny is since uh, Dre did it for Anderson Pot, mm-hmm. imagine if he would release some uh, old vocals or some samples from Nate Dog, throw Nate on a hook for game. Yeah. I think I think he actually, I think he might have did that already on documentary too. Bitch, you ain't shit. I'm, t- not, I did. I'm still convinced that was Nate Dogg on that hook. Yeah, no, I mean, no, no, I know, I know that it was, but I'm just saying, like, I'm talking about, like, bro, like what he had with AP. Yeah, that was like Anderson straight, Pack. Yeah, bro, but Anderson Pack is literally a cheat code. And he's I've like mentioned this. Modern, he, he's like a modern day Nate Dogg. Yeah, literally, you have Anderson Pack on a hook, your, your song is a hit. Think <laughs> about think, you have Nate Dogg on a hook, yeah. your song is a hit. Bro, think about how much Anderson Pack charges for a hook, for a feature. Uh, you know? Nowadays, shit. His fees are probably over the top. Through the roof. Yeah, like, it's crazy. But uh, that song that they dropped together. Um, stainless. I was li- yeah, Stainless. That video was dope. Yeah. The hook was dope. Game was spitting some shit on there. It was cool-ass cool, chemistry on yeah. there, too. Cool-ass chemistry. And then West Side. Yeah. That, dope that, ass track. That's the one with... Uh, oh, no, no. That was the other single that was dropped. Yeah. yeah it dropped a little early. Like, it, it's a few months old now, but... I think it's still gonna be on the album. That was the first single off of there. Yeah, man. It's, it, yeah. When is the release date? I want to say the twentieth, twenty eighth of this month. Yeah, it's, it's this month. I think it's coming in like a week or two. Hell yeah! So I'm looking forward to it, man. Definitely be looking forward to it. But yeah, let's get into beginning of the season, bro. Yeah, second half of the podcast is all basketball, and we on, bro. Yeah. Honestly, first thing, James Harden, Westbrook, man. James Harden Westbrook, that could be a problem. It's already looking like a problem. What's their record? I think they're eight and three now. Eight and three, okay. Because they just won last night, right? Yeah. Eight and three. I think, uh, and, and I was right about this, man. We were doing our fantasy draft. You was. I'm like, you know, I think Westbrook's going to have to sacrifice the most. He's coming onto a team that's not his. Harden's numbers are going to stay exactly the same. And Westbrook is going to find have to find a way to fit in. Bro, Harden, 37 points a game, eight assists, five rebounds. And here's the crazy shit. Westbrook is right there with 22, seven and 10, seven and nine. Yeah, so it's like, I was one of those people that when the trade first happened, I'm like, there's no way this is going to work. There's just no way it's going to work. But they're winning games. Yeah, they're winning games. They're finding a way. So it's it's good, man. Do you think they're going to make it to the finals? I think a lot of teams are going to make it to the finals. Only thing is, there's only two teams that can make it to the finals. But if they end up playing the way that I think they do, I think that L.A. chemistry, bro, people people be thinking I'm tripping off of that. Yeah. I feel like that L.A. Chem- that real L.A. chemistry 
I mean, they've known each other since like high school, right? Yeah. Brett, they were teammates on the Thunder, they went to the finals together. Granted, they were young and they, they their play styles were different back but then. But now it's like both of them are in their prime. But it's like careers. yeah, they know each other so well that they're gonna have a lot more patience to develop chemistry with each other than exactly. like a, a Chris Paul and, and and Harden. Yeah. Like like or these dudes are friends. Yeah, they're gonna find a way to work it out. And they know how good that they are individually. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Sure. For sure. Um, but and they have like some good like supporting pieces too. They do. They I the biggest thing with them is just time is going to. Cause they just got to figure out how to run. Like who who's who's their backup? Uh, Austin Rivers, their backup point guard. Yep. And then what? Eric Gordon off the bench. Um, Austin Rivers, Eric Gordon off the bench is already good enough. But then and then Tyson who, Chandler. True that. True that. They couldn't get who in the name, so they replaced him with Tyson Chandler. He actually a solid vet too. Yeah, he's solid a, big body. He's a really good backup for Capella. Yeah, nah, they got a they got a solid. Yeah, squad. they still got they still got Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker. Um, Daniel House, he's pretty nice, man. Hey, but all of this ain't gonna matter. Fucking LeBron does what LeBron does. Yeah, LeBron is just fucking just taking it easy, and taking it easy for LeBron is dropping twenty eight, eight and eight. Bro, they're eight and two, or I think with yesterday's win, they're nine and two. Yeah, man. The Celtics. I think chemistry. They're they're good, and uh, I've I've been on record saying that Kyrie was always the problem in Boston. I I knew that for a fact they were going to be a better team with Kemba. Kemba, like, his situation is he never played with, like, good teammates. Like, not even competent team. He never played with good teammates at all. At all. And now here he is, so he's more than willing to fucking make it work. And you got to think, with Kyrie, when he came to the Celtics, Tatum was a rookie. Brown was in his second year. You know what I mean? And he was just trying to OG them from the jump. I mean, what else are you supposed to do, bro? You just came from a championship team. Yeah. Versus yeah, Kemba, yeah. he's like will, like you said, he's willing to make that effort because yep. it's like he wants us to work. Because he's like, none of us know how to win yet. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's do it together. <laughs> but yeah, that would be mainly if we see a, a Lakers Celtics rematch. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think they'd have a better chance of going to the finals if they would have kept Horford. I don't think cancer is gonna fill that Horford hole. Pause. <laughs> but uh, facts, because cancer's defense is just straight dirt. All he does is offense, man. You can't, like... His offense is really good, but he's almost unplayable at times because his defense is that terrible. And I don't get it sometimes, bro. Like, how you how you that big and garbage? Yeah, so it's like... How can you not defend a player? I feel like it's going to be tough to play um, Cantor and uh, Kemba at the same time together. Granted, they can run hella pick-and-rolls together and shit. But you can do but all Kemba's not a good defender, and, and Cantor's not a good defender. And you have so, them on the floor together? Yes, yeah, so you're already weak up top, and you're already weak down low, so... Ain't no know. point at that point. Yeah. But um, but speaking of the Celtics, before you move on, fucking um, how you feel about Gordon Hayward, man? It's fucking it's pretty sad. Like he's not gonna be out for as long as we think. It's only gonna be whoa, like. Whoa, whoa, wait! I'm tripping. What? What happened? You didn't hear about what happened to Gordon Hayward? Nah, when did it happen? He yes. fucking broke his hand last week. He broke his hand last week. They just announced a few days ago he's gonna be out for six weeks. Damn. Yeah. Well, he didn't break it. He fractured it. It was two different Still, things. Still, bro, I didn't even know that. I don't know why. I didn't even know that. That's crazy, Yeah, he fractured bro. his hand. Uh, like, when yeah. people saw the hand fracture, we thought, oh, shit, it's going to be like Curry's going to be out for three months. But, nah, he's, he's only going to be out for six weeks. It's not as bad. But still, man, it's like, fuck. Another like, injury after That man was injury. going off. Like, think about it. Last year, he was coming off like a, a devastating injury. And he was still working through the mental aspect of it. That was the only thing holding him back was the mental aspect of it. Finally I feel like now he's it. over that hurdle. And he was fucking balling out. The first couple of games of the season. I feel like now that he fractured his hand, like, 
a little bit of that mental aspect that he got over is going to come back a little bit. Yo, it has to. It's not going to be enough to. to hurt his game, but it's it's going to be there. It's going to be on his psyche. It's going to be so, noticeable. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, hey, Jalen Brown's been going off though. He's been he's been going off. Yeah, for sure. Him, Tatum's been going dumb. I don't know if Jalen Brown is worth 115 million though. He has to play it. But you got to do what you got to do, man. Sometimes you get, you got to take a bet on your young guys. Facts. The Lakers didn't do it. And so, now look at them. Yeah, like if the Celtics You got bro, you got Ingram going nuts. You got Lonzo who's going to be going nuts. You got Josh Hart who's going nuts. You got D'Angelo going nuts. Julius Randle. Bruh. Zubats. Like, think about what their starting five could have been. It could have been Lonzo. Clarkson. Yeah, Nance. Bruh. It could have <laughs> been Lonzo, D'Lo, Ingram, Julius Randle, Zubats, and their bench could have been like fucking. Josh Hart, Jordan Clarkson, Larry yeah. Nance. Come on, man. But I get it. If you have a chance to get LeBron, you go and get LeBron and fuck these young niggas, man. Like, but when you, bro, but like, that's how you build a dynasty. That's crazy when you think yeah. about it. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Like, that's the thing, though. And that's why the basketball guys didn't want to give the Lakers a top three pick because they're like, nah, fuck that. Look at all the talent we be. Pushing yeah, that's all the talent that's came and gone. And I've been saying this for a long time. Lakers player player development staff is shit. They don't got patience, bro. All these—it's not even that. These players were were there for like two years, and they're like, "Yeah, but you didn't really see any growth until they left." All these players, like that we're talking about now, the year after they left the Lakers is when they really blossomed. D'Lo, Ingram, Julius Randle. As soon as they left the Lakers, they fucking started going off. So maybe like Lakers aren't meant to like really have young players and develop them. Like they're the type of franchise like we need superstars and we gotta win now at all times. Yeah, I don't even think their fan base is ready for that. Like, Kobe, even Kobe, bro, think about it. He was so trash his first two years. Yeah. Motherfuckers was getting ready to get rid of him. <laughs> like, he, was com- he was coming off the bench. and People were so ready to, like, fuck this kid. <laughs> and then now it's like, Kobe, we love you. <laughs> yeah, Kobe's like a fucking legend there. But like yeah, a man. mythical creature. <laughs> hey, this is, some, this is somebody else we need to talk about. The Too early to tell. Um, Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, man's been going off low-key. Low key or high key, bro. Andrew Wiggins gets a lot of jokes on the internet, and rightfully so because he's he's, he's been, been asked for so long, and this is his sixth year in the league. So he's had he's had five years of just being just fucking underwhelming as hell. Like the first two years, obviously you see the growth, yeah. And then it was just from his third year, fourth year, and fifth year, it was just like, bruh. Yeah, like what? Like come on, man. But he's going dumb this year, man. Yeah, he was getting ready to turn into Harrison Barnes, but <laughs> <laughs> but now he's fucking going off, and it's it's worse too for. For him, because, like, yeah, it's a slow development, but, like, you look at his teammate, Cat, and this nigga came into the league balling the fuck out. And then, and then when you look at that, then you look at Wiggins, you're like, why aren't you doing the same thing? Improve now. <laughs> Especially when that when, when your teammate's younger than you. Yeah. It's like, bro, you've been here longer. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, man, but I feel like it's harder for wing players to develop. Not harder, but it just takes a little more time. Hey, biggest thing that he was even talking about in, um, on this interview, they finally moved him to the two-guard. Because he was playing the three, and he was saying, that's never been my natural position. I mean, what, what difference does it really make in today's NBA? So, pretty much is at two, he's guarding, he, like, he's taller than most of the dudes and bigger than most of the dudes he's guarding, as well as on offense, like, he's playing against, like, you know what I mean? Oh, versus, so he, versus him playing the three, he's playing against bigger dudes, and he, his body isn't built for that. <laughs> I feel like that's just like, hey, coach, can you make it easy on me? <laughs> 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 like, literally, that's, that's all it is, like... But also, he's been playing two guard like his whole life. Yeah. So they tried to slot him down one position. Yeah. But regardless, man. Yeah, man, this is hard. I want to play. This two. is hard. I can't be matched up against Paul George and fucking <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Butler all the time. Give me Eric Gordon. Yeah. But yeah, Andrew Wiggins, he's been uh, he's been doing work. But the only thing I, I have against him though, 
And this might be just my fantasy brain I got a here. bone to pick. I got a bone to pick. But yeah, his, uh, all he does is score. He doesn't really contribute much else. But this year... I can't speak for his defense. I don't even know what his defense is like. Yo, like this year, he's been he, bro, he's been averaging like six, seven rebounds and six, seven assists a game. Has he? Yeah. Okay. Nice, nice, man. Like he's... Maybe not six, seven. Maybe like five, six. Let's hope he but keeps still. It. You think the... Uh, you think the Wolves are going to make the playoffs this year? They need to. They need to. If they don't, like... They got a good shot, man. I mean, they are sec- they're second or third in the... Uh, or no, they're like third or fourth in the West. Yeah, I mean, a seeding doesn't really count for much right now because it it's still early. early. But uh, I'm saying, I, th- I think they could slide in there and the Blazers are going to slide out. Like, I have, I have a bet with DJ that uh, the Blazers aren't going to make the playoffs this year. I don't think, I don't think Dame's going to let that happen, bro. Like, Dame making the playoffs consistently will give him that pass at the end of his career. I mean, yeah, I, lo- I love Dame and everything, but, like... No, I'm just saying the way he plays and how he is, he's going to do whatever he can in his power to make the playoffs. So that way, no, like, you know what I mean? And so then once you finally get there, he's just going to be worn out. So what's really the... At least he's made the playoffs. Because yeah. at the end of his career, that's going to be... If he never... Because if he stays in Portland, he's never winning a ring there. No. You know what I mean? And he just Unless signed, he just a, signed a fat extension. He's, he's locked up for another five years. Unless they sign a big name player, or somebody gets traded to them, they're never winning a ring there. Oh, it's funny that we're talking about this because they just signed Carmelo Anthony, right? Big facts. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, as we speak, like I didn't even know this happened. I walked in the door and Ronnie tells me they signed Carmelo Anthony. I'm like, wait, what? I actually like that move for them. It's a solid move, bro. But like, put it this way: it's not even that they need that third piece. I'm sorry, Dame is not gonna get it done with CJ as a sidekick. And I mean, that's yes, me. that's true. That's true. Because he needs a player that doesn't play like him to compliment him. Exactly. You know what I mean? They play well together, but they don't Bro, really... Bro, you put Dame and Bradley Beal. Yeah. Now you talking. Now you don't gotta. You don't have to go and get that third superstar. You can get a bunch of complimentary dudes. Yeah. Because Dame and Beal, they can run that for, uh, for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Dame and CJ, bro, that's a mismatch waiting to happen on defense. Yep. Yeah. Beal can hold his own. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Be- Beal can play defense. Like, he's a solid defender. I feel like Bradley Beal is one of those players that can fit on any team. Any team that you put Bro, him he's on, like, he he's fit. like Clay with handles and fucking post moves, and you know what I mean? Yeah, which is why I was disappointed when he re-signed with the Wizards. I'm like, bro, you know how many teams you could help right now? You know how many contenders that you can just be I think, on? Bro, I think him and him and John Wall probably just got that chemistry. I feel, like, I, I feel that's like what it is. I feel like him and John Wall don't like each other on the low. For and real? Yeah, I feel like they don't like each other on the low, and they be front like they do. I just get, I just get that vibe from them. I if that know. was the case, then why would he stay in in, in Washington? Well, I mean, well, it could. I don't, it's not all basketball related. It could, it could be like his family and shit. Like he he has two like young boys. He just had a kid. You is know what fr- I mean? Is he from Washington? He's not, but like, he, he, I, I need to get off this mindset that every player just wants to go yeah, back yeah. home and play. Yeah, or every player just wants to just be in the best basketball situation. You know what I mean? Bro, just go here. Pack Man, your shit up. Go yeah. across the fucking. Maybe, country. maybe I don't want to fucking move. <laughs> like. Maybe my son got some friends, and I'm not trying to have him fucking uproot his whole fucking yeah, life. Listen, Maybe my yeah. wife likes it out here. But yeah, from a basketball perspective, he could help out a lot of teams. But going back to the um, the whole mellow thing, I feel like it's a, it's a win win situation for both. Granted, it just happened today, so I could be wrong. So don't hold it against me. But I feel like it's a good situation for both in the sense that Mello will be a starter there. First of all, he'll be the clear third option, and he'll he'll probably lead the bench. Or lead whoever's out there when Dame or CJ or both are like on the bench, and I, they just don't have many options right now. Like all they have is Dame, CJ, and what? 
Hassan Whiteside. I, I don't like Hassan Whiteside. But I'll say, hey, I'm not going to lie. One, Hassan now can truly just be in the paint. Yeah. You know what I mean? The biggest thing with Hassan is like, bro, he be getting lazy, man. Like a motherfucker, bro. We know what Hassan can do if he actually tries. He be getting lazy on the floor. So it's like, bro, like you can't count on him. You can't count on whether or not he feels like trying. You know what I mean? And, and think about it. Like moving away from Hassan, like the Blazers, they lost like all their depth in the offseason. Like Aminu has gone. Uh, Mo Harkless is gone. Uh, Nurkic is out for the year. Fucking Cantor uh, is gone. Fucking Myers Leonard is gone. You know yeah. what I mean? They lost everybody, and they sound like what Anthony Tolliver, Kent Bazemore, all these trash ass niggas. Like these guys aren't gonna help. Like you already weren't really that good with them. It was a surprise that they made it to the Western Conference Finals just because their side of the bracket was like it was in their favor. Yeah. But like if you think about it, their roster wasn't that good this last year, and it already it got worse. You know what I mean? So they needed to sign Melo. They needed a third scoring option. We'll see what they do, man. Because honestly, I would just hate. It's like poetic justice when you think like Melo, who is probably he's a Hall of Fame player, no rings. Yeah. Dame is going to end up, might end up falling into that same category. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's also going to be like how we look at uh, LeBron and all his people from his generation. That's what we're going to say about Steph when it comes to like Dame. But Dame is one of those players that's like, Chris Paul. I feel like as, as, as fans, we kind of make an exception for him because we're all in agreement that he's a winning player. He's a winner. Oh, yeah. But he's loyal to a fault to where he stays on a team that doesn't give him enough supporting pieces to be able to really make a Dame's one of those convincing nobody run. ever has anything bad to say. Yeah. We know he's a winner. We know if he had good pieces around them, he'd immediately be a championship contender and he would lead them. It's like the same pass we gave Kemba. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. He's and like it's a, like, now Kemba's getting that opportunity. And I think, honestly, I think that opportunity's not going to come for Dame until the Blazers trade him himself. Trade him themselves, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Blazers got to blow it up at some point, man. I think, like, I've said this before, the um the two guard combo doesn't work. Like the point guard shooting guard as my best players on my team, it never works. Like we saw it with John Wall and Bradley Beal, we saw it with Dame and CJ. Now it's happening, and we saw it with uh, Lowry and DeRozan. The only time it's really worked, and you've really gotten results, was with the Warriors. Steph and Steph Clay. and Clay, you know what I mean? And that that was an exception. We talk about two of yeah. the greatest shooters the, of all time. <laughs> yeah, that's an exception. Like that doesn't even count. And like the Blazers, like they've they've come closest to it. But, and that was just just because Dame willing them there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, like last you, year the you side take Dame off that team and they're not making half of what they did. Yeah, like last year the brackets just worked out in their favor. They played a weak ass OKC team. Hey, but we got we got a new duo that's that that might be another exception, bro. Who? Harden and Westbrook. Yeah, they might be. They you know might what I mean? be. They're looking good right now. We just got to wait and see, bro. But hey, another thing I want to talk about, uh, the Suns, bro. Man, I'm so sick of tired of talking about the Suns. Until these niggas start winning some games, and, and uh, like not through the first 10 games of the season, <laughs> they're, like I'm not going to be fooled again. I'm just not. Is but, Rubio the new Nash? <sighs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> Steve Nash is one of a kind. Y'all gonna put hey. some respect on his name. You know, you know what's funny about Steve Nash? He didn't really like basketball like that. That's yeah. Basketball was something he picked up out of boredom. He was like, "Oh shit, I'm good at it." Motherfucker was a soccer. He was. It was literally just hockey and soccer. Ooh, even now basketball, he, eh? Even now that he's retired, he does like soccer analysis. 
It's crazy. Like he's some nerd. He's like a Hall of Fame two time MVP. Yeah, he, his Hall of Fame speech was so like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, thanks, thanks, guys. <laughs> That's why I fuck with Steve Nash. But uh, no, the Suns are 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 not good, and uh, I'm mad that we signed we drafted Aiton. Granted, he's a good player. His ceiling is probably like Anthony Davis, but I want Trey Young on my team now, and I want to go back in time and draft Trey Young and or Doncic. Yeah. I don't care about the defense. I want Trey Young and, and, and Devin Booker on the team together. Bro, that would have been the nasty. The Splash Babies. The nastiest duo, bro. I'm telling you, man. Because Trey gets the Curry comparisons and Booker gets the Clay comparisons. If you know, you know what it is. If the NBA was ever like rigged, this would have been the perfect time to like step in and make something happen. Like force, force your hand. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I've, but yeah. Moving on. You're going to make me mad, bro. <laughs> Fuck talk about the Suns. I mean, shit. Real quick, man. Last couple things. Kyrie this year. MVP. Conversations. He's in the conversation, but he's not going to win it. Luka. Luka, Luka is in the conversation. Deadass. And he might win it. Luka's numbers are fucking insane. Ridiculous. Bro, I just literally be looking at him and uh, him and Porzingis. That's like Dirk playing with another Dirk. Yeah. Oh, two darks. <laughs> I passed the ball to a dark. Mark, you know Mark Cuban loves uh, his white players. Man, he's like, give me, give me all the Europeans you can find. Mark Cuban just spends like all summer in Europe, <laughs> just like going to like fucking rundown gyms, just trying to scouting find the, the local talent. This nigga drafted a player that's from the same exact town in Germany that Dirk Nowitzki's from. <laughs> What's his name? Maxi, Maxi was something. Maxi Kleber. Maxi Kleber, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, you remember that? Uh, ble- like, what was it? The uh, you know how they got the little NBA the Game stores? of Thrones, Game NBA of Thrones, yeah. yeah. Game of Zones, yeah. Game of Zones, yeah. Um, with that Maxi Kleber and uh, Luka, uh, Luka Doncic, yeah. And he was like, "You're my heir to my throne." And then Kleber walks in, like, "Man, I thought I was." He's yeah, like, "No, no, you, you, you too." He's like, "Yeah, because I'm from where you from." <laughs> oh, it's, oh, you're dark too. Two, three darks. <laughs> three darks. Three darks. <laughs> Yeah, fuck it, boy. Yeah, man. There, I mean, Mavericks could. I mean, the West is always gonna be tough. The Mavericks could contend for a playoff spot too. Easy, bro. Straight off the bat, you got the Lakers, you got the Rockets, you got the Wolves, you got the Nuggets, you got the uh, Jazz, Jazz. Um, you got the Mavs. Did you Did you say Clippers? You got the Clippers. (laughs) Like literally, every team is good in the West. You got the Blazers. Every team is good in the West except for the Suns. And the, and the Grizzlies. But see, the Grizzlies are up and coming. Yeah. But literally every other team is. And the Kings. But the Kings are up and coming too. Yeah. So even the teams that are not shit are still up and coming. <laughs> Whereas in the East, the teams that are trash are just not doing anything. Bottom of the barrel. Bro, like what's going on in Orlando? I don't know. That motherfuckers ain't been doing shit for too long. They gave that nigga Al Farouk Aminu a fat contract. <laughs> and for what? Bro, these motherfuckers are like the Sixers 2.0 yeah. in the trust of process. Yeah. Like, you got Jonathan Isaac, you got Mo Bamba, you got Vujicic, you got Aaron, Aaron Gordon. Gordon. And they had to max out Vujicic. They had no choice. At all, bro. You let him walk. He, yeah. He's not, bro, you throw him on the uh, on the Blazers? He's, bro, like, he's probably had so many offers from hella other teams. You know what He I mean? probably just likes Orlando. It's not even that. They gave him money, bro. Like, but even then, like, why would like you know what I mean? Somebody foreign too coming out here. Yeah. That's why Milwaukee's lucky as hell with Giannis. Yeah, man. Like they got their own little LeBrons. Like, welcome to America. We're but gonna give you the opportunity. The NBA is gonna make it so hard for Milwaukee to re-sign him. 
Like, they literally have to just count on the fact that Giannis wants to be there. That's it. Because if he if he doesn't really, really want to be there, like, if they underachieve this year, boy, their summer's going to be a fucking tough one. Like, if they... If they, if they lose If Giannis. they underachieve this year, Giannis is going to sit back and reflect, and he's like, man, you know what? Milwaukee's cool. I love Milwaukee. But let me see what it do, man. Let me, let me, let me take these meetings. You know what I mean? Like... Let's see what these other teams talking about. You put Giannis on a lot of teams and it's just unfair. It's literally like <laughs> throw Giannis on the Rockets. But I th- I think he will resign. I think he's just that type of dude. Yeah, cuz bro, Giannis is one of those guys like at this point it's him and KD that are the I would say KD before his injury and LeBron back in uh Miami LeBron. Yeah. Giannis is at that point in his career where you throw him with you give him two good players, it's an automatic unfair. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Not to say that he doesn't deserve it, but it's like you throw him on with, what do you call, uh, Dame and CJ, mm-hmm. easy win. You throw him with Steph and Clay, easy win. You th- Obviously, you throw him with LeBron. That's Just him and LeBron, that's unfair. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's even more unfair than him and AD. <laughs> LeBron, LeBron and Giannis. And Giannis. <laughs> My God. Holy shit. Like, you thought LeBron and AD was bad. Yeah. LeBron and Giannis, which is that, that's an that's an automatic win. But I feel like LeBron and AD just have that chemistry off the court. I'm not sure you'd have that with Giannis. But I don't know. We just got to see how this year goes, man. Because, like I said, the Bucks this year they're still like one of the favorites to win the title. I think. Like they're off sti- of one they're, they're, man, yeah, bro. they're still the one of the favorites. I mean, they got they really do have a good supporting cast though. Like, um, Middleton, Bledsoe, Middleton is really good. Uh, Bledsoe, Bledsoe just got to step it up in the playoffs, man. Yeah, he just has to like. If he doesn't show, like, to me, Bledsoe is the reason that Milwaukee didn't beat the Raptors. Like, that man was a no-show. He was just playing like shit. You know, it's like, if if he would have just been that extra piece, they could have probably beat them. And, I don't know, Brooke Lopez is really fucking good. Brooke Lopez is underrated as hell. Because early in his career, he was an all-star. And it literally just came from the fact that he was a straight-up post-center. Yeah. His post moves were crazy. And then he just transitioned out of that and just became a lethal shooter. So now he He's can like just do both. like a catapult, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sure he could still work in the post, but the NBA doesn't require that. So, like, I'm telling you, he's like, to me, he's probably just as good as Kevin Love. Oh, he, easy. He's just not asked to do that. Yeah. And, and Kevin it, it, Love is just a better better of a scorer, though. Yeah, he doesn't get the shine that Kevin Love does. Because he's always, like, just been a role player. But, yeah, Milwaukee's a favorite to win the title. Yeah. For sure, then, man. I think this was actually a good podcast, bro. Finally got back in it. Yeah, we could wrap it up here. Welcome to season two. You're going to be hearing from us. Shit, it was like season four. Niggas took like five breaks. <laughs> <laughs> season whatever you want to call it, man. But we back. And we back and we are signing out. I'm your boy, Walu. It's your boy, Ronnie. Until next time. That's why I call my thing the marathon because yeah. I, I'm not going to lie and, and, and portray um, this ultimate poise like I've been, had it figured out. Nah, I just didn't quit. That's the only distinguishing quality. From me and probably whoever else going through this or went through this or is gonna go through this is that I ain't quit. I went through every emotion. I went through every emotion with trying to pursue what I'm doing. You know what I mean? And I think that what what's gonna separate whoever's gonna kinda go for something is that you ain't gonna quit. Unless, you know, you're gonna really take the stance if I'm gonna die behind what I'm what I'm getting at right now. Your voice keep playing in my head, don't wanna believe you dead No way that no nigga killed you, I know that's not what I read Goddamn nip, 
We was both rolling, but you was really my man then. You made me proud to tell the whole world I'm a damn crip. This marathon will continue, nigga, I can't quit. This marathon will continue, nigga, I can't quit. This marathon will continue, nigga, I can't quit. I can still hear you screaming, neighbor. Dirt gang, when you would see me, why they hate on cuz? I just sent you a song, was waiting on your verse. We was doing a tape together. They ain't know your worth. Nobody told me after Freaky died, it's gonna get worse. They ain't understand your vision. You spoke for all them nights, I was hungry. We shaking prison, but they just hate that you did it. I asked you how to start a clothing line. You had me out on Sloss and Blue Laces was my shit. The blueprint to being bosses, you created that. Remember when you played that beat for clarity? You gave out so much free game, that shit was charity. You was at my birthday, my mama asked me about you. She used to ask what my shirt say. Minus is Crenshaw, I'm supporting my brother. Reminded me of myself, motivated me from the gutter. Invited me to your videos. I was smoking Marathon OG with you Every time I touched down in L.A. I wanted to meet with you Me and Red smoking flight right in the parking lot Fats had me in the store, putting me a pack together I'ma listen to your raps forever On the rail, fuck how they feel, victory lap was better South Central ain't gonna never feel the same You got me scared, cuz It ain't too many of us left, go get that bread, cuz That's what you said before you left We used to joke how we ain't nothing like these rap niggas Told me stay dangerous, don't let them see you react, nigga I called your phone crying laughing when you slapped that nigga You just told me congrats, East, I heard you acting, nigga They killing kings, I no longer wanna chat with niggas If I could ask God for something, just give me back my niggas If I could ask God for something, just give me back my niggas Neighbor Damn, nip It's amazing, homie. Since you've been gone, you wouldn't believe all the shit that's going on. I drove through your neighborhood the other day, and I seen some A-Trade gangsters, some Hoovers, some bounty hunters. I seen brothers from everywhere, man, showing love all in your memory. Man, your legacy will live on. Your legacy will live on, nephew. The marathon continues. Nipsey Hussle, the leader, the father, the brother, the teacher, the king, the God. Live on. Neighborhood. Live on. Live on. If I could ask God for something, just give me back my niggas. Survivor. Survivor.